Welcome to PR Say, the podcast of the Houston chapter of the Public Relations Society of America. On PR Say, we spotlight our talented members and get to know each other a little better. If you are a PRSA Houston chapter member and don't get a chance to network as much as you'd like or are unable to attend our in-person events, here's your chance to connect with your fellow members. Hello and welcome to PRSA. This is the Houston chapter, official PRSA Houston chapter podcast. I'm your host, Veronica Soper. Thrilled to be here because here on PRSA, we get a chance to meet all of our amazing members and introduce introduce them to you so that when we do connect in person, you've got something to talk about and chat. And so we always like to talk about all kinds of things that are in our space here in the Houston area in our areas of expertise. So in this podcast, it's all about getting to know our members. And I'm super excited to have our guest today. But before we bring her up, let's go ahead and take care of some housekeeping. If you are listening on the podcast on your favorite podcast platform, go ahead and hit subscribe. We don't want you to miss any episodes of PRSA. And if you're watching or on YouTube or on Facebook, drop us some comments and my guest and I will connect. So we'll go ahead and get started. I've got an amazing guest today. I have Miss Robin Egbert joining us. Hello. Hey, how are you, Veronica? So excited. So glad Thank to be you. chatting today. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, what I don't know where to start. Um, I'm a former geologist, a geophysicist turned public relations professional. <laughs> now that's that's new. I don't think we've ever had anyone on the podcast that was a former geologist. So that's fantastic. And I can't <laughs> wait to learn more about that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, there's very few of us, but yeah, or at least a few that turn to communications, former scientists go communications. So I love it. I love it. And then what was that transition like? Like how, how do you go from studying geology? I assume you're maybe like in the field or doing academic work and then all of a sudden become like a communications expert. Like how does that even happen? So yeah, um, towards the end of my career, I was actually doing seismic processing and it was very cutthroat and it was trying to get business. And of course, geophysic geophysicists know how to talk about geophysics really well to each other, but try explaining that to someone who doesn't know the language. And so that's where the communications thing really came in is you're doing business development and trying to educate people on why your work is important and essentially why they need to buy it from you. Makes complete sense. Yeah. I, it, so I'm assuming, is there an oil and gas connection? Yes. We are the Houston chapter. So we do have a lot of folks in that space. Is that, is that how it kind of came to be? Yes, that is how. So yeah, I used to work in the oil and gas industry, um, was in there for six, seven years. And then unfortunately the boom, uh, the bust hit in 2016. And so I kind of looked at as an opportunity to pivot my career. And I learned, I love talking to people and not sitting in front of a computer screen all the time. And so that's what led me to where I am now. That's awesome. And yeah. so tell us a little bit about what your day-to-day -day looks like. So I know you're an expert in strategic communications, especially in the engagement in the community space. Yeah. What does that look like on a day-to-day -day basis? So day-to-day -day basis is it's the campaign building and campaign management. Um, so I work in the Houston Galveston Area Council. And so a lot of the projects that I work on have direct impact into our communities region-wide, whether that's transportation, whether that's public transit, um, you know, whether it's finding alternate commute ways to commute, it's you have these projects, but it's getting those projects in front of the people and it's getting people involved. And whether that's taking a digital survey, getting them to attend a public meeting, it's it's one, understanding why is this project important? And two, how do I connect with those communities and get those communities involved? And mm -hmm. so day to day, it's a lot of 
so social media sleuthing and online sleuthing and obviously making those connections um, and seeing how can we put our projects in front of um, the desired communities. Mm -hmm. And do you, excuse me, do you find that it's difficult to get in front of people, especially in a post COVID era? Yes and no. Um, it's kind of interesting because before COVID, I think people were less um, inclined to do virtual coffees. It's mm -hmm. like, why are we doing it virtually <laughs> versus post-COVID? Um, it's like, yes, let's do virtual coffees. And so one of the things I worked on, I attended a session and a lady from Ohio had a really cool concept or not necessarily concept, but just good approach to public outreach. And I called her and I said, hey, can we do a virtual coffee? And so all of a sudden I'm doing virtual coffees with someone in Ohio that I maybe wouldn't have necessarily connected with before if it was an in-person thing. Um, but that being said, the in-person stuff is stronger than ever. Like it's a little bit more tangible when you get to go meet someone in person and you can make a better impact. I muted myself because I was <clears throat> coughing. <laughs> but, so how has social media changed that? Like what what's the new dynamic with social media when you're trying to engage a community and keep them up to breast with like your projects and these really important things like infrastructure. Oh my gosh. Um, social media is definitely heightened. It definitely has made it more apparent how more ne necessity it is and just how, I mean, video is key now, right? You know, yeah. you went from a simple Facebook post, a simple Instagram post, and now it's, you got to make reels, maybe TikToks, maybe we're not doing TikToks, um, but it's, <laughs> you know, video is components of social media, if anything, has demonstrated just that need to get content and, but it's more strategic social media. It's not, you just, you can't just blast it anymore. It's also figuring out the algorithms. How does the Instagram algorithm work? How's, you know, paid ads versus unpaid ads. And so it's also navigating the platforms as well. Cause that definitely got adjusted in COVID. It was a pay to play kind of game at one point. Yeah. <clears throat> and for a nonprofit or someone in the government space, it's even more challenging, I would imagine. Yes. It is a lot more ch challenging. Uh, we faced it when you want to advertise a public meeting and Facebook goes, no, that's political. You can't post. And you're like, well, it's not political. <laughs> so it's become a little bit more challenging on that front. Mm -hmm. And so <clears throat> when you're collaborating with other organizations or other partners, um, how is it that you get... Um, that reach, that really good reach, you know, and, and I'm, I'm thinking about it because, you know, I come from a, a school background, a, a public education background, and there are times when we partner with organizations like yours on really important stuff, like maybe it's a health department. How does, how do you really penetrate that, that new market, especially coming from like a community engagement perspective? Yeah. So a professor, when I first started taking my master's degree said, you know, your team members are your best ambassadors. It's your internal team that becomes your ambassador. So when you collaborate on that, it's, you got to educate people. Why is your project important? But most importantly, get them excited and want, like, you want them to ignite them to want to share your information. If you have a project and you're like, oh, we're just doing this. Well, people are less likely to want to share your content or engage or work with you. It's, you know, educating them and collaborating um, making people feel like, you know, they have a say, um, but just, you know, build that internal ambassadorship so they can, you know, carry the word out forward for you. No, that's great advice. And I know for some organizations that are in election mode, that's really important right now too. Yes, very much so. Especially when we're talking about people's money, because sometimes if you're with a MUD or with yes. an organization like that, you're talking about levying additional taxes for people. And so you've got to really be able to articulate that and answer their questions well. Yeah. Thankfully we 
we don't collect the taxes. We just kind of say, hey, we have this money coming in. How do you think we should best spend this money? And so that's where that community engagement piece comes in. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's really great. Um, and so what kind of advice would you give to someone who's coming into this space? I mean, I don't know how many former geologists we're going to get coming over to communications, but if we have one, I'm going to, Robin, I'm sending them to you. <laughs> that's fine. Bring them over. <laughs> it's all good. They can come over. Um, advice for someone entering this space. I think just be bold and just be brave and just very much network and put yourself out there and talk to people. I think that's the beauty of being a communications professional. You're naturally more inclined to maybe want to talk. <laughs> um, and I think we can all learn a little bit from something of each other. Um, we might not all work in the same industry, but at the end of the day, we still more or less do the same thing as communicating, you know, whether it's public relations or outreach or engagement, it's just communicating what we do. And so it's always fun to talk to other communications professionals and say, hey, how did you use social media on this project? Or, hey, how did TikTok work for you on this project? How did you? And so I would just say, just be bold, be brave, and don't be afraid to ask questions and network to the best, that, most that you can. Yeah, no, Robin, that's really great advice. I appreciate it. Well, I've so enjoyed talking to you. Thank Never you. met a geologist turned PR pro. So yeah. that's a new one for me, but I think yeah. it's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Veronica. Absolutely. All right, guys, that is Robin. You want to make sure you connect with Robin Egbert. She's probably on LinkedIn. I will make sure that her information is in the show notes because we want you to connect with all of our PRSA chapter members here in Houston because we've got a great, great pool of experts. And like she said, those collaborations are going to make a world of difference on projects that you're working on. So make sure you connect with Robin. I will make sure that her contact information is in the show notes. And with that, I'm going to wrap up this episode of PRSA. Make sure if you are listening to the podcast, you hit subscribe. We don't want you to miss any episodes of PRSA. And if you're watching it on YouTube or Facebook, drop us some comments and Robin and I will go back and say hello to you. So with that, we're going to wrap up this episode and we'll catch you next time.